Hello and welcome back to the Motorsport Bethak podcast. I'm your host Didi and joining me today once again is my friend and your co-host Vedant. On this episode we'll just be recapping the last month pretty much because uh we haven't recorded a new episode in in quite a while uh since I was traveling over the last month and I don't think I have been so out of touch with the world <laughs> of motorsport in the last 3 years. Uh it's been a little weird getting back into it. I I almost feel lost. Yeah, I mean I'm not much better than you because there was not much going on it was the off season and there was only one weekend where everything happened right but at the same time I had a bunch of assignments and everything to complete so I myself was a little out of touch but yeah let's let's just get back into the motorsport spirit I guess absolutely absolutely and it's all kicking off again this uh, upcoming weekend we have uh, we have WEC obviously Yeah. Uh, we have IMSA, IMSA we have F1 once again and a bunch of other stuff ha- happening all around uh but let's talk about uh, my experience at uh the Hyderabad E Prix which you wanted to know about i know it's been long everything's been said and done already there's nothing more i can add to it but to just give you my personal yeah, i mean just the ground ground experience of it yeah yes just the ground reality of what happened no i was not in the hospitality suit we don't have any media access i was just <laughs> another everyday regular spectator at the hyderabad yeah. e prix um the way i want to preface this is i am just glad that it happened of course of course but if it happens again someone like me will not want to revisit the grand prix again unless i'm in the media center or you know have some credentialing i am not paying to go back to hyderabad e prix the way it was done this year over and over again in the future now that seems a little bit harsh but i'll tell you why i'm saying what i'm saying So there was enough infrastructure yes things were a little delayed and everything but we got there just fine. Now one of the biggest issues that I had during the race was not only obviously Hyderabad is a very hot place even in February it was like 40 degrees C or something uh you know we were burning up uh, and everything but there's so much construction not just going on on the circuit but around the circuit so you're literally walking in dust and uh, all sorts of like building material all around you marble concrete so it's a very dusty place to be it's not easy. and there's no shade for any spectator to sit under like uh, we got lucky there uh, we ended up sitting right underneath one of the big screens so we were under the shade but literally everyone else around us especially the people who had pay- paid for like the premium seats the 10000 rupees seats mm-hmm. um they, they didn't have any shade just across the track from us um uh, some of the other thing that happened was uh, there wasn't enough like uh, signage you know to tell people what where was available so the fan village in the original map was released was like basically in in the infield of the track but the fan village was absolutely somewhere else so like i think it was like a kilometer and a half walk from where we were to get to the fan village oh uh, and these are some logistical problems just some logistical problem, problems that i'm going over right now and i'll get into the worst things after that that i saw happening at um at the epri The next thing was so we were at the fan village and we were coming back and they closed the bridge that we need to get back to the stands. So we are on the other side of the track and we need to go over this bridge to get to the stands and they just simply closed this bridge without any notice. So how am I supposed to get to the fan village from the fan village back to my seats or from my seats to the fan village? Then since there was no signage to tell us what was where, we figured we finally found out that there were eating stalls and other water places. about uh another like kilometer walk the other way mm-hmm. right yeah. uh not towards the fan village but another way and there was nothing to tell us that we just followed the crowd and you know asked people around and they somehow happened to know 
eventually right uh and then the big issue comes was there was there just wasn't there weren't enough resources to cover everybody's uh just simply like you know just food and water needs there just oh, wasn't nice. enough resources yeah. uh and lastly there just wasn't enough staff and i think that was the biggest problem for crowd control um uh, for making sure that you know things go smoothly uh and this is not an issue that is happening at the hyderabad epri just at the hyderabad epri we know this is an issue at a lot of events across india but they were really really short staffed and i'll tell you what was the worst example of this that i saw throughout the day so the hyderabad epri organizers or formal like whoever right they were supposed to give out these wristbands i think 500 of those for the driver um, meet and greet or driver autograph session right Yeah. there was no information on where you would get these bands uh, exactly it just said go to an information kiosk and they should have some um there was no time given there was no crowd control there nothing and i it seems most of the volunteers who were working uh, that day on on the ground were high school students you know 11th 12th graders okay. uh, and there was these 12th graders who were started giving out bands and we saw a lady who got a band for herself um got a band for her daughter was unable to get a band for her husband um because someone snatched the band from the kid's hands and ran away and for some reason she ended up shouting on the high schoolers for make letting that happen yeah and then there was another abb fi formula e fi formula e personnel who had to try and calm her down and save the kids from taking the bashing so it was that bad and and, and you know i'm not blaming formula e for this but you know the organizer knows like should know of these things happening you know it 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 pains me to say but it is not that uncommon for this to happen at an event uh where it was taking place yeah. so again you know all of these things just added up like it took me f- so it took me first of all i walked all the way to the fan village and it took me another 45 minutes to get f- f- five six bottles of water because there was no crowd control mm. uh you couldn't pay in cash I didn't have a Paytm wallet or a UPI because uh I don't live in India anymore. Um so that was an issue so I had to find someone who was willing to take cash from me and you know pay on my yeah, behalf yeah, yeah. to get me water. But to just get through the crowd took me about 35 minutes alone and then on the way back the number of people that offered to buy a, buy a bottle of water from me not even a 1 liter like a 300 ml of bottle off of me for double or triple the amount of money just because they didn't know how far water was was insane. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Like I got so the bo- the bottle of water costed me fifty rupees, but I got offered hundred, two hundred rupees just to give out water on my way back to multiple people. Just because people didn't know all the stalls were not set up, and people didn't know where to find yeah. water. But that's so on the ground. It was it was a harsh reality. Now coming to the racing, the racing seemed to be really good. I think the circuit works very well for the racing, which is a great, great, uh, you know. Um, I won't say achievement but a great yeah. it, it's a point in their favor uh whoever designed the circuit and whoever you know put it all together it, it works really great the racing we saw was awesome especially towards the end uh it was a very close race so you know big up to the cir- circuit designer I guess for that uh not necessarily the organizers uh they did do overdo the seating and the number of tickets they sold um okay I'll come to this also so I heard uh Apparently there was a whole grandstand <laughs> missing at the Hyderabad Epri. There was this whole group of people complaining that they couldn't find the grandstand. So there was a whole and this wasn't one of those 1000 rupees grandstand or 35 and this was the top tier grandstand which yeah, was simply oh, missing yeah. <laughs> uh from from the circuit. 
uh, I'm not sure what happened. I saw it before, you know, qualifying started. Uh, yeah, before qualifying started. So I'm not sure what exactly was going on. Uh, but yeah, but in I think because they wanted so much seating around uh, the track, some of the placements of, let's say, the sections and the grandstands were really bad. Like even the grandstand we were at was a really, mm. it, it was not a great grandstand to watch racing from. It was, uh, I mean, all I saw was a car go about 150 meters in yep. a straight line. That's, that's bad. Um, yeah. That is not what you want to watch, you know. And there weren't enough people to fill the grandstands, I'll tell you that. You know, yes, the 1,000 and 3,500 rupees grandstands were more or less full. But all the higher tier grandstands were pretty empty from what I saw. So clearly, they can, you know, provide better facilities. Additionally, I, I don't even remember seeing a toilet anywhere. Uh, I saw a few porta potties here and there, but I don't remember seeing a toilet anywhere that was open. Uh, so I'm not sure yeah. what the what the thing was, but I was so dehydrated that I didn't have to go to the washroom. Thankfully, uh, from having almost yeah. no water around. But no uh, water, yeah. yeah, again, security as usual was pretty lax. But it seems to be the case for most events, uh, racing events I've been to, except for maybe the Indy 500. Like the security was pretty lax at uh, and Daytona because it's actually like a pretty. It's an actual race circuit, but I remember even at Kota, security was yep. sort of lax and all of that. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just glad, I'm just glad they were able to put the event together and that's about it. Because if they, if they do a repeat of what they did this year, I'm sure they're going to lose spectators rather than gain them. Yeah, I think it's summed up like almost any event that, like the symptoms of almost any event that you have in India. And that is including the IPL, which has so many resources behind it, right? Yeah. So, Bad crowd control, yeah. not enough staff, not enough resources, uh, and just not enough people to tell you, not enough information out yeah, there. Absolutely. First of all, it's 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 so a- yeah. I saw people, I saw people ordering Zomato and going and picking it up from uh, the edge of the track, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, that's just typical. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's sad. It's sad to see, like, it's sad to hear your experience. But at the same time, even the accredited people from the media, and if you if you hear the race podcast, I think Jack Nichols appreciated it because he loves India. But Sam Smith and everyone else just did not like it. And the rumblings behind the scene have been that there is disagreement between the promoter and formula e so them likely won't be the second event and which is pretty much the formula e model in some places right but yeah it's 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 sad it's sad nonetheless that you know you you have expectations and you build up build up the event a world championship coming to india and then when this happens it's yeah it's not encouraging yeah, I mean, I think I think the racing saved the day. That was it. I mean, I was sad that it was my younger brother's first experience of watching a live race uh, yeah. because, you know, it, it was not up to the standard of from a spectator's point of view. But other than that, I think the race itself was really good and it was really great that Mahindra was on the podium. So, uh, yeah. you know, it, it was a great day for the fans otherwise. But again, you know, I've, I've, I've already alluded to this before, but would I do this event again? Would I go to Hyderabad E-Pri all over again? No, I would just watch it from my couch at home 100%. Yeah, and it's not, it's this this whole experience of you, yours is not comparing it to the American experiences. It's just the basic No, not stuff. at all. 
Yeah. And I I've had I've had bad experiences even in the US. Like Kota yeah. was not the best experience, right? It was it was all right. It was not a great experience. It was all right, but again, I also had medical issues at that point, so you know, <laughs> I was not in the best of my health anyway. <laughs> But the code yeah, experience was the, the best. Just not meeting the basic stuff is not. Yeah, exactly, not right. exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you have there. There are some things that you just can't get away with, and all of those things were present there. I remember even like uh, they had issues with power supply uh, around the fan village. Um, uh-huh. I remember we were reached the fan village and we were I think at the Porsche or the Mahindra, um, st- like uh, pop up tent essentially, and they had these three four driving simulators over there. Uh, yeah. And we couldn't use them because there was no power. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I so, get that. <laughs> so, I mean, it just pains me to describe all of this. You know, obviously, I want this event to be successful in India. Yeah. And uh, I want to be able to go and enjoy it and speak highly of it and, you know, get people excited about it. But I I just can't do that genuinely if, if the ground reality is, is like that. Yeah, yeah, of course. So... Um, yeah, I mean, that was that. And uh, w- w- would I recommend that you go next year? Next year will be better. I would say <laughs> wait another year to see if it first, first of all, does it happen if again? If it happens again, yeah. And if it happens, how well does it happen? Um, I would say don't even go next year. If it happens like a third year, then yes, maybe then yeah. it's, it's worth like, it. <laughs> it's the argument of progression, but it's not guaranteed. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah. That that's all about it. Or oh, we can jump into the other stuff on, unless you have any more questions about the Hyderabad EP. No, I don't have any questions about the Hyderabad EP. I have a question for you about the Mahindra, because they are in deep trouble. Mahindra Dhan, and their customer team Kupra, like they they couldn't participate in Cape Town with their issues, and it's not guaranteed. Like they are confident that they will participate in the next round, but it's not guaranteed that they will because of the underlying issues yeah it's it's a devastating start to this season for them so what is the question i mean do you think like where is this going do you think yeah, i think it's going to be like every know. other mahindra season ever <laughs> yeah 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 that's true i mean it, it looked promising at the start of the season uh, during the first race and then uh, at hyderabad yeah. uh, because they did they did have the pace but it doesn't seem that the powertrain is efficient enough uh, they had uh, qualifying to, pace, know, but not race pace. Essentially, so yeah, yeah, energy management yeah, pace of it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So I mean, Mahindra has always been a little behind on development, so it's not exactly surprising. Uh, you know, it it will it seems come down to the Porsches almost, um, or the Porsche customer teams and Porsche, uh, for the title fight. Yeah, and um, even unless... I mean, DS also fought back a bit, but yeah, yeah. unless unless something drastic happens, yeah. but like more consistently, it seems it will be them. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't think there's a lot to talk about Formula E. You know, everybody's waiting for the season to unwind. Uh, I think the bigger question, at least for me as a Formula E I mean, spectator, for... is what are they going to do with Gen Four? Because Gen Three is a write-off for me because they they still don't have. I mean, what we are like four four rounds into the season, they still don't have fast charging. We're still yeah. waiting on that. Yeah. Uh, the the drivers are not enjoying the cars um, that they're driving. Uh, we've seen multiple issues, technical issues, more often than with Gen 2, obviously. But again, we caught the last bit of Gen 2 when they already had the car for a couple of years. So clearly, you know, yeah, but, I mean, obviously yeah. they had less problems with it. But yeah, it's... Uh, it's, it's but no, just continue. I, I was going to say Gen, Gen 3 is literally a write-off. Like if, if Formula E wants to survive, Gen 4 is where they need to nail it. Yeah, absolutely. And 
work must have begun on it because now they know like i don't know what their lead times and the development times of it is but i'm assuming when you when you launch gen 3 you start working on the basics of gen 4 and if they can rectify these errors in the coming seasons but also in gen 4 and create a, you know just a better championship because formula e gen 2 it peaked in gen 2 basically in the middle of middle of gen 2 but it hasn't risen up during gen 2 and now gen 3 is it it hasn't recovered from the covid hit yeah, it hasn't yeah. the, the simple way to put it is yeah. it hasn't re- recovered from covid and i think we talk, we talked to jack nichols about this like okay why when everything else has boomed all digital content is on the rise during covid why is formula e struggling um so i think yeah i think it just comes down to how formula e is getting managed essentially and it seems that uh, alejandro agag is split amongst so many things that he is unable to really i mean he's he's definitely you know created three different series now right uh, but he's unable to like take any one of them to great heights almost you could say or really make one of them popular and really send the message across of sustainability that he wants to all right yeah enough about formula e. let's talk about formula 1 a little bit uh what a surprise from aston martin uh, at the start of this year i oh mean oh my god yes <laughs> you you must be on cloud 9 you must be on cloud 9 yeah absolutely uh it's it, it 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 is a surprise you know you, you no one expected them to be right there where they are like they had good race pace towards the end of the season last year and they were developing quite well but to just obliterate the entire midfield and mercedes along with it is just incredible and yeah fernando alonso has never like he's always happy at a new team but It's, it's Would you say this is the first sign of uh, the new technical regulations working in its own favor, or the cost cap and the the basically the cap system working in its favor? Yeah, I I think so because again there has been some convergence from the midfield teams as well. Look at Williams; they have improved quite a lot. If you look at Haas and Alfa Romeo, they have improved. They improved last year with their. Uh, longer development time in 2021 but still they have kept up their improvement this winter as well uh but yeah i think the cap system with cost cap and developmental caps is working and the new cars the technology behind them to increase more racing is also working i guess but yeah yeah Um, I'm not surprised that Ferrari is a dumpster fire after just the first race. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I will preface this by saying, you know, it, it, Bahrain is an outlier track, uh, but again, we know we know the history of Ferrari and how that organization works, and it seems like it's a dumpster fire at the moment with Vinia and with uh, people. I think their concept lead is leaving. I I can't yeah, recall his name. Yeah, their vehicle concept yeah. lead, some something like in the I, is leaving. Yeah. uh it is also rumored that L- Lauren Mackies and uh someone else from the top technical uh leadership, leadership team, might yeah. might be leaving in the future so it, it is it is a dumpster fire you know and it seems Vinya is getting more and more involved we ha- uh, Fred Vasor is a little too positive for his own good uh it seems uh, you know putting a positive spin on things when they don't seem as positive but uh, it seems that there's a dumpster fire for no reason whatsoever almost 
And I don't think this is a start that Fred Vasseur would be looking for, having just joined Ferrari uh, after a massive, massive setback, at least for me, to see Matteo Bonotto leave. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's not the place you want to be as Ferrari, like in terms of their recent seasons, but as uh, Fred Vasseur, when you just come into a team, when you just get the, you know, key of this team, the, the reins of this team and everything around you just burns up. It's not the best place to be. It's not the worst. It's it's definitely not a good place to be and I don't know how this will go forward. Ferrari has always had issues between the race team and the, manage, and the corporate management and it traces back years and years. But yeah, I... I think the question, I think before the season started, uh, I was asking was how long before Fred Vasseur gets sagged. <laughs> the question I'm asking now is how long before Fred Vasseur quits. Leaves, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's just it because... See, Matteo Matteo Binotto and all the other previous uh, team principals were Ferrari products. Matteo Binotto was a Ferrari product for decades and... Uh, Ariva Bene and all these people had ties with Ferrari before. Fred Verso does not have any ties with Ferrari. He came in as an employee, as an outsider, and he can he does not have in, have any you know emotional stake or anything like that in it. He will leave. He will leave, and he has done it before with Renault. I mean, if someone someone like Matteo Binotto can leave, uh, there is <laughs> there is no reason yeah. for Fred Verso to Vassour. not leave. But anyway. The other dumpster fire that I was not expecting is uh, what seems to be like Mercedes. Uh, Toto <laughs> Wolff, I've never heard Toto Wolff speak so harshly about his own team. I think that's a new development to have happened this year. And that's Lewis Hamilton and was Lewis also Hamilton. quite critical yeah. really early on. So uh, things are not looking good at Mercedes. Uh, for all the culture that they have created, it seems that finally the patience <laughs> is uh, coming to an end after a after a year of struggle. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Like, this year will be very important for them because their concept is the third concept and they are the only team with it, which is strange. I think, I think what hurts most is being beaten by a customer team. Yeah, that's, that's exactly true. And they have development to do. They have improved their bouncing and they have improve their ride but they are still slow they are still this they still uh, lack race pace particularly and i don't know if they'll drastically change the concept this year but this year's development would be key to claw back that yeah i mean there's a couple things that have happened over the last year right um james allison has moved back to a factory role um yeah we had uh Who's the Williams team principal? James Walls leave. James Walls leave, yeah. And uh, there were definitely people who left for Aston Martin last year from Mercedes. Uh, maybe not the top brass, but definitely but I think people uh, did. the. I mean, but yeah. a lot of a lot of talent left Mercedes. So uh, I think that speaks a little bit. But uh, I mean, you have to be excited about uh, Aston Martin. You know, they're going to get a new wind tunnel in a year or so. Uh, they're going to have better facilities. So it's definitely up and up for Aston Martin from here on. Uh, and it was also kind of nice to see Lance Stroll, even after that injury finish, just a yeah. couple positions behind uh, Fernando Alonso. So good things in in the 
on the way for for Aston Martin but at the same time another british team mclaren just back of the grid pack up your bags and leave <laughs> the new williams yeah i i mean we were we were we didn't really acknowledge and or appreciate lorenz stroll's comments about his hopes for aston martin you know he i yeah, i never exactly. did i was never they hopeful. wanted like he wanted to be championship contending in 3 years or something like that he said he said 5 years 5 i think yeah i mean years. whatever the the timeline timeline was nobody was expecting that to be true and but he made it happen he they did like a lot of talent poaching as such and yeah they cop like which is legal they copied concepts from red bull and it's not it's not a it's not the pink mercedes saga at the moment it's a genuine concept of their own and it is working it is absolutely pushing them forward and they are the second fastest car second or third fastest car yeah yeah um but i think i think the biggest question even i think okay let let me break this down so i think the reason red bull has done or has managed to do better than mercedes and ferrari is not just because of the technical team that they have it's also because of the way they have managed the cost cap and i think ferrari and mercedes have struggled massively with that even though that is not something that has been discussed a lot in yep. the public uh and i think aston martin having come from their roots that they have you know sahara force india yeah um, they are good at it and then uh, they are absolutely good at it racing point and then uh, in between everything right uh so they always did more yeah. with less and now they have that much more so i think they f- and you, i mean not i don't i don't want to miss out on miss out on the fact that they did breach the cost cap technically last year um but but i think that is one of the reasons of why they have been able to make this jump not just because of the technical team that has been put in place but also because of how of their history essentially and where they come from and the practices that were there even the odd mosnaps are left uh you know some of a lot of those practices or the way they went about developing things must have still been in yeah, place yeah the, the the culture uh, stays and, and the efficiency of that organization has always been incredible and not even like not even in the uh, force india days but if you trace back even before that i think jordan was the first team silverstone entry right yes i think so so even even jordan days it was a small team pushing big and they were in championship contention in 99 or 2000 somewhere like that yeah yeah so uh, it's, it's it's not surprising when you look at it it was just like when lawrence stroll said it uh, you were just like okay your child is literally racing yeah. for you and he's yeah. not that great yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i so um on that note i think it would be like we don't know what lance's future would look like and if like will will he be replaced or whatever but i think this year and obviously uh, alonso will beat him not if not substantially but you know you 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 expect fernando alonso to beat him. I mean, there is yeah. no question in but, there <laughs> but i think it no would be a good season for lance to put his own benchmark because if he can't match to fernando in this machine and not even match fernando but you know perform in this machine which is you know it's 
Yeah, if 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 it can't be the yeah, Sergio exactly. to Max, then there would be questions. There 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 still are questions one. raised for his place in the team, but he can either brush them aside with a super season, or those questions will just rise and rise. Yeah, and I think Aston Martin is a, if as if Aston Martin can continue the development that they have done over the winter, uh, even if they're not in let's say a championship contending place by the end of this season or even next season, I think they if they managed to be second in the championship they are putting themselves in a place where a lot of young exactly. talent will want yeah. to move there and by that i am first of all alluding <laughs> to charles leclerc whose uh, contract is ending in a couple of years no, or no, at no. the end of this year his contract i, don't know. I think 25 May, something 20 20 i thought it ended at 2024 lando norris. anyway lando norris uh, maybe not george russell but obviously they have felipe drogovic but there's a lot more people in and around who will want that seat uh if if this continues to be the case so yeah that's looking good but i think i think that's true for most teams you know who are competing with red bull is just how how well can you keep up the development pace because we saw literally everyone except maybe mercedes a little bit fall off last year towards the end in the development race uh, compared to red bull there was yep. there was no match for them So I think that that is um, continues to be a huge concern. But that's all about it for Formula One. Uh, IndyCar, what a what a weekend for IndyCar opening weekend for IndyCar in Saint Pete. Totally oh, missed that exclusive. race, but the amount <laughs> I've already read about it is insane. It was an explosive race. I couldn't catch everything, but I mean, what a race! You had you had everything in it. You had good racing. You had multiple crashes. And Marcus Ericsson and... wins after another red flag. Marcus Ericsson winning still hasn't won and... a non-red flag race this year. <laughs> yeah, and uh, speaking of Marcus, Marcus Armstrong had a good debut. Callum Eilert, yes, P5, what an incredible race for Callum Eilert. Yeah, uh, they both have a like. Callum has joined Marcus's podcast and they talk motorsports now, which is good. Earlier they used to talk food and stuff, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's good. It's good that. they are doing that and i i enjoy that podcast because they talk about the realities uh, the the product and they give like insights from it's it's like drive to survive also it's a, it's a european perspective on american yeah, exactly. racing it's, which is not usually you don't usually get that yeah it's 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 sort of drive to survive but less drive to survive but less filtered sort of because they talk about other drivers and their styles and their behaviors as well but and which will bring which gave me some insight into the prema situation prema in mp sports situation mm-hmm. this year where i mean we can talk about it later but yeah indicar was incredible saint pete yeah definitely definitely and i think i think i got a text from a friend uh, saying so he's he's not super into indicar uh, he doesn't watch it a lot but he's like but he he, he ended up watching the saint pete race and he was like man uh, indica's indica race was so much better than uh, f1 this week and i was like it usually is man like, <laughs> exactly like forget f1 start watching uh, indica um, uh, roman grosjean roman yeah. grosjean and colton no not colton oh sorry scott scott scott, uh, scott, scott clashing crash, and i mean they made up after it, after it but yeah it was a very hectic and very happening race absolutely yeah Yep, um, I was gonna say something, but I forgot now. Uh, so that was IndyCar. Um, F two, F two. Okay, F two. Uh, what a what a weekend for Kushmani. What a weekend for Kushmani. He has been. I mean, uh, incredible. Yeah, 
<laughs> one of his biggest rival i would say uh, being jehan darula uh, and what a weekend for him missed out on a podium uh, unfortunately but i think that is a that was a dream start to his f2 career and if he can, if he can keep that up i think you know he'll be stealing a lot of fans from jehan darula who've been uh, watching f2 yeah he game. he might become the protagonist of L, uh, of sada plan because jehan has extended <laughs> that plan a lot and kush has just come to it you know it okay talking about jehan though talking about jehan though he has uh, so after the last season ended he said oh no f1 is still the goal you know when there were rumors about moving to fe but he's changed that tune now like jehan is like yeah formula is is where my yeah, future is yeah he has is. signed with uh, mahindra now he is he's doing a lot of pr work with mahindra as well but uh, talking about kushmeni he showed his qualifying pace in f3 last year he had a, 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 yeah. a few good qualifyings but his qualifying in bahrain was incredible and he matched it with his race driving and his race pace and his tire management which is key in formula 2 it was an incredible performance from him his uh, tires dropped off in towards the end and uh, he missed out on the podium and i think the guy who got the podium started 18th or something uh, i don't remember the name but it was a great performance from and jehan had a good start to the race He had a good. He had a good sprint weekend too, Jehan. Yeah, good. Yeah, I think I will. I'm talking about the sprint. good sprint race. Yeah, he he came from outside the top ten and yeah, finished yeah. fifth, I think. I think in um, the race he dropped off, but in uh, in the sprint he scored some points. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I didn't watch F3, so I I have no idea what happened. F3, there. Um, as usual, was half behind the safety car and in yellow flags, but uh, okay. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's it's exciting to be back it's exciting to be getting back into uh watching all of this again obviously I'm going off to Sebring next weekend for the super or this weekend yeah. uh, literally <laughs> tomorrow for the super Sebring yeah. weekend um so I'm excited to see IMSA again obviously but I'm much much more excited to see the Ferrari 499P obviously the Vec cars the Glickenhaus uh the Peugeot um 9X8 and the Vanwall that will be there Vanwall the Vanwall is there Uh, um like if we are yeah. previewing vec i just i just saw the timing sheets like an hour ago the to- the toyota it's, is uh, yeah, it's, it's has has it's one it in the, second in the ahead pocket. of every other car only only the cadillac they can't match them but May the cadillac is ahead of the rest of the field which is good yeah. news for the american base <laughs> I mean it, it's okay you're not there to watch the yeah. top class anyway is what I learned it's, like this year at least yeah. is is what I learned from uh from watching you know the data on 24 hours you you're there the for rest the, the rest of the classes yeah. the top class is is just to make but you feel But watching good. the Ferrari in in flesh would be nice Yeah. <laughs> yes, it, that that I'm I'm looking forward to that a lot. All right, I have another meeting in less than a minute, Vedan, so I have to jump off. Uh thank you for joining me once again and uh, I'll catch you after Sebring and we'll have a lot Absolutely. to talk about, that's for sure.